Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit. It is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Yeah, the rights remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will point one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so
warning. This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody. I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And today... I'm going to be doing a story called Hurricane. All the name storms that for 20 years, y'all, I worked every hurricane that hit the state of Louisiana. So I have a ton of stories, but I just want to touch a highlight on a few of them for you. But let me start with this, this most recent storm. The West Feliciana Parish Sheriff's Office, which is the parish next to where I'm at, the uh, rural, rural parish, during the storm, One of their deputies, a sergeant, was responding to a call, and a tree fell in front of his unit on the road, and he had to swerve to miss a tree, and he hit another tree, and he got hurt, and he got bad in the car. Well, guess what? He was able to call it in, but nobody else could get to him because of all the trees and stuff that that were falling down. So it took them a bit to get to him. They get to him. They extract him from the vehicle. They get him to... Uh, on the en route to the hospital where the sheriff has showed up and uh, was on the scene as any good leader would be, right? If one of your guys gets hurt and the sheriff shows up and everybody's getting ready to leave, the sheriff's walking to his vehicle and another tree limb fell and hit him in the head. And so he's injured and he has to go to the hospital. So what you don't think about on these storms, you, you see them on the news and you see about people without power or whatever, what you don't think about is with the real life that goes on during a storm, and especially from the law enforcement officer standpoint, and you are literally putting your life on the line. I'm, one of the first ones I remember, I can't I, y'all I'm bad with names. Uh, I was working for the Livingston in Uniform Patrol, and it was a slow moving storm, it, meaning that it came in slow and it dumped a shit ton of rain and flooded everything in the high winds and finally, you know, moved on. But during the storm itself, now when one call comes in, 103D, a disturbance in the back of Eastover, and I got back there, and I had this pretty brand-new car, but I get back there, and it's flooded. And I'm like, shit, I can't get to them, right? And then then it it was a naked female with a knife high on whatever, threatened to kill everybody in the neighborhood. Now, East Over Y'all is a really, really bad, it's, it's the white ghetto. The, uh, it's one of the worst trailer parks on oh, in the parish, certainly on the west side of the parish. And I get there, and I call my supervisor, I says, look, I said, Danny, I can't get through there. He said, you got to get through there. She's got a knife, and she's going to kill somebody. You got to get through. So you know what I did? I backed up, and I ran my unit through it, and I swamped that bitch out to the point where it killed and I had water coming in your car and I had to climb out of the unit on the hood of the unit and, and 
I could see the residents and what I, I hear all the screaming and my spotlight was still on. I had it screaming and sure enough, there was a naked female running around with a knife. So I had to continue to go through the water and get over there and she was higher than shit. And she's like, I'll kill you too. And, and I trusty freeze plus P I sprayed her from about 10 feet away and was able to affect the rest. But this is all in the middle of a hurricane. This is when the winds are blowing probably at least 40 miles an hour still and no power. And, you know, you just, I could have drowned in the car. Right. And then I, and then I have to arrest a naked lady uh, with a knife. And it's just these things go on. It seems like hurricanes intensify people's stupidity. It, it you know, I don't, I don't know why. I know every, a, a large percentage of the population loved to drink when, when we have hurricane parties in South Louisiana. I'm guilty of it myself. There's never been a storm since before I got in law enforcement or since I got out where I knew the storm was coming while I didn't load up on beer, right? I mean, it's just the way it is, it, especially when you, you, know, you know you're going to lose like electricity, et cetera. You got nothing else to do. You might as well drink a cold one. Beer and ice, right, and, and hurricane snacks. But another one, but let me tell you, when you knew a storm was coming, the sheriff knew the storm was coming or state police, let's start with the sheriff's office. Sheriff's office, you knew a storm was coming. You got an all page. Everybody got the page to fill up your units, whether you're a uniform patrol or a detective, or you worked in civil or whatever. You feel you had to top off on gas, first of all, in case the electricity went out, you can't get gas, right? Secondly, you, you make sure you have your rain gear and uh, certain people were allotted to get chainsaws. I was one of them one on this next storm. I'm going to tell you about you would work. You would catch calls until the storm got so bad. The sheriff would uh, tell the radio room, okay, get everybody off the road. If it was a bad storm, right? I mean, yeah, 30 miles, 40 mile an hour winds didn't matter. You were out there and you got trees falling on people's houses. You got people getting in wrecks. You got people calling 911 disturbances. I mean, people just go stupid. It's kind of like a full moon during the summer, but this one, I remember, we had got caught off the road, and so I would, you'd work right up until that point, and I was somewhere near Springfield on the east side, and I parked on the side of a building, actually by the uh, Springfield Police Department, and I remember it because they only have one red light in Springfield, and it got to blowing so bad, the, the red light was uh, blown up, like, not blown up, but like explosion blowing up, but it was blown sideways for the longest time. And that whole red light looked like it was about to blow down the road. But when the wind's blowing so hard, anything that was on the street was flying by like tumbleweeds, et cetera. And then at the, as soon as it started to calm down, I mean, the, the 911's calling out the calls that are stacking up, right? I mean, people that are trapped, boom, 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 and trees down on such and such. Well, your first job is besides answering the, the stress calls, is to cut trees out of the roadway. Yes, Sheriff's Department cutting trees. Uh, the State Highway Department can't cut all the trees and then come down in a big storm. And so anyway, I remember when it started to calm down, they said, okay, y'all can start responding to calls. Well, Alden Thomasy and this guy, he's now over all uniform patrol and everything for 
Livingston Parish Sheriff's Office. I don't know what his rank is, but I got to see him at the, um, I was a keynote speaker or guest speaker for the Peace Officer of the Year Award about two weeks ago, and I hadn't seen him in years. But Alden Thomasy is, I suppose, still a walking encyclopedia of the law. He could tell you any Louisiana Revised Statute criminal code or traffic code off the top of his head in the definition. I like to think at the time that I was there that, that I became second only behind him, but there were still times I had to call him and say, hey, man, what the hell is the charge for this one, right? And he could tell you right off the top of his head. But the reason I'm telling you this, we were headed to some type of 911, people trapped, et cetera. We get one of these, these back roads. Guess what? Big-ass tree down. Well, we had both of us had chainsaws. We get out to cut the tree so we can respond to the 911. Now, it's raining, and it's dark. And, you know, you got your spotlights on on the tree that's down, and we're getting there. Shit, it's dangerous. You run the chainsaws and, and, and the lightning. And, you know, the bad, one of the worst part, and that's what happened to me up here the other night it, during hurricanes is the tornadoes that are spawn, spun off. And that's where I think most of the damage comes from, especially in the smaller storms. But I remember getting out, Alden and I, attacking this tree. Chainsaws running, cutting it up, cutting it up. And we were almost back to back. That, um, and I heard him drop his chainsaw and start screaming and running. And I didn't know what it was. I thought, shit, he must have cut himself. And then, then I felt it. And I felt pop, 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 pop on on my side of my face and my back of my neck. Now I got this big yellow slicker on, right? But it's hot. Uh, hurricane season, it always seems to be hotter than hell when the storms come through. And when I say I started getting sting popped, it was hornets. Fucking tree had a hornet nest in it. And, of course, you couldn't see it because you're cutting with a low light situation. Fucking hornets. And hornets, y'all, aren't like wasps. When hornets get on you, they won't leave you alone. They When they get pissed and they start attacking, they're on your ass until, you know, you're a mile away or you can get underwater or whatever. And shit, they tore my ass up. And then I had to drop my chainsaw and run. And, you know, I must have had 15 uh, stings on me and that some had gotten inside of my rain slicker. And, and, you know, just this is kind of shit that your law enforcement goes through beyond the arresting people and the saving people, the danger stuff that you do. And, yeah, I just, I'll never forget that because I uh, um, remember getting f- far enough away and stripping my shit off because they were, I mean, like getting naked in the, in the street and getting cigarette tobacco and wetting it and putting it on the sting bites. I don't know, man. You just you can never give enough credit to those people who are out there on the front line. They do it every day, right? And, and answer the calls, and it's dangerous. But shit, when a hurricane comes through. They're the ones, you know, so hats off to them. Just anyway, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, Alden, great guy. And it was good to get to see him, uh, at the peace officer of the year award. Another story. Let me tell you some dumb dumbs, uh, or a quick dumb dumb story. It was after, I don't, might've been Katrina. The power was out. Now, look, I, I have some, 
bad stories about Katrina that I'm going to tell. I'm going to start telling one of them is going to lead off on season six. But I'm, this is a whole different ball game right here. I get called on a 62A, which is an alarm, at the store off of Highway 16 down south. It was the only store down there, actually, in between Walker South Road and Juban Road. Way down there in the middle. I mean, it's just a little country store. And I'm like, and I knew it had bars on the windows that had been broken into before, et cetera. So I get a call responding as a detective uh, on on one of the detectives on call. I guess I was closest. I don't remember what the deal was, but get there. And this after the storm had gone through. I think it was like two two days or so after, still no power. And, uh, you know, the roadways had been cleaned up. Etc. The I get to the store and I pull up and it's a small, small country store, like two gas pumps in the front, uh, wood siding or or wood on the outside of the store. And when you're facing it, you have the door, the double door, and right to that is a window, the a small, not even a big window. You couldn't have climbed through this fucker. And the the that door had bars on it, and the window had bars on it. And I'm, I'm looking at it, and and it's 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 daylight, y'all. I mean, it's I mean, it was like six o'clock in the evening or something. I'm looking at it, and the window is busted out, right? Uh, even though the power's off, the the alarm still had the battery backup backups or whatever it was. I'm looking at the window, and it's busted. And I'm like, why in the hell would somebody bust the window when it's got fucking bars on it? So I go up to look, looking closer, and I see blood everywhere. And I'm looking in, I'm peering in. I told dispatch that I was on the scene, and I, I you know, and I saw the blood. I told him to get me a key holder to come out so I could work the scene, right? Even though nobody got in, I need someone to come shut the alarm off and what have you. Now, I'm looking at the window, there's blood. I'm looking at the bars, there's blood. I look down on the ground, and there's blood. <laughs> there was nothing, no houses across the street from this place, but there's a small trailer park in the back of it. And we shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast 
acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Do you guys know what May 12th is? Sunday, May 12th? Mama's Day. That would be correct. It's Mother's Day. So let me ask you, do you basically get your mom the same gift every year for Mother's Day? Maybe some flowers, some chocolates, Mm -hmm. maybe a robe or a framed photo. Boring stuff, right? Right. Well, let me tell you about something that's totally cool and different for Mother's Day that will never wilt, spoil, or put an extra 10 pounds around her waist. I'm talking about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty unique. Cool, right? Right. Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you wish to ask. Your mom can either type a response to the email or she can record her voice if she prefers to do that or she can do both. And mylifeinabook.com then compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book as well as an audio book. And if you want, and she's up to the task technically, you know, the audio book is a great extra thing to be able to do. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your future generations can treasure. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is kind of your chance to give her a way to share them. Every family is a little bit different. And in my family, we love to give each other a really hard time. So I've taken the approach in doing this of asking my mom to comment on some of those family moments that might be a bit embarrassing to other family members. Last week, my question was, mom, did you feel guilty that day you hit me over the head with your wooden clog and dad had to take me to the hospital for eight stitches? (laughs) Mom's response, back in the day, I was the disciplinarian of the house. And when you were eight years old, you refused to get out of Nancy's, that's my sister's, plastic kiddie pool. I told you 10 times to get out of the damn pool. You didn't listen. So I chased you around the yard. And when you slipped, I nailed you right on the head. That was the last time you got in that kiddie pool. Of course, dad had to lie to the ER and tell him that uh, that you fell on your head, but I nailed you good. The entire process with my life in a book is simple. And in the end, mom will have a great keepsake that can remain in your family for generations. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code RLRC for 10% off today. Had calls in there over the years, and I was familiar with it. It doesn't take a genius sometimes, right? I told you prisons are full of dumb criminals. I look down on the ground and the blood, and guess what? It's it's a lot of blood. And I just follow the blood trail, and I follow it, follow it around the building. There's like nine or ten trailers in this little trailer park in the back. I follow it right down into the trailer park in between trailers, and I follow it right to the back corner of the trailer park and there's a trailer and it's shit. I'm, I'm following a, like a wounded deer blood trail. This is a lot of blood. And, and as I'm not talking about drops and I follow it, they shit this blood up the steps and blood going in the trailer and said, so knock on the door and nobody answered. And I knock on the door and I said, sheriff's office, sheriff's office. 
Nobody answered. I said, look, you dumbasses. I know you're in there. I know one of you is bleeding. Come out and talk to me now, and, and I can get you some assistance. And I said, look, I'm not fucking going away. I get, and I get the SWAT team to surround the house. I know you broke into the store. Let me help you, et cetera. So finally, somebody opened the door, and it was three kids. And the first one opened the door, and I actually had my pistol by my side. And I went, and I said, do y'all have any weapons? And he said, no, we don't. I said, where's the guy that's bleeding? He said, he's he's hiding in the back bedroom. I said, he doesn't have any guns. He said, no. I said, go outside and stand over there on the end of the trailer and do not come back inside. Or I said, I will shoot you. And I made sure he wasn't bleeding, right? So I just walked in. It's you know kind of a gray area. You could call it hot pursuit if you wanted to. But also, at, there's an amount of blood. I could have justified going in to, to check on a person's safety. But shit, hey, blood went. In the living room, he must have sat at the couch for a while, and there was blood, and there was blood going down the hallway. So I went out, kept calling out, said, I'm coming down there. You better show me your hands when I come in. They you know, don't have any firearms, et cetera. And they were like, no, no, we don't have any guns. And, and I opened the door, and one dude was sitting on the bed, and he's holding his hand above his head and put a big old towel around it. And for shit, some bitch is soaked with blood. And, and I said, well... You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to any question. You can't afford one to court appoint one for you. I said, now, you're going to uh, tell me what happened? He said, I hurt my hand. I said, yeah, that's uh, obvious, fucker. And I, and just tell me what happened in the store. I'll get you some medical attention. And, the oh, when I went in the... Um, the door, y'all, when I saw first saw the blood in the living room, on the living room table was like some packs of rolling papers, lighters, and I mean new shit. That obviously stuff they had taken from the store. And actually, there was some of that on the ground, the uh, outside the store also. And the, <laughs> I said, "Just tell me what happened. I'm gonna get you now. You know, I'm not gonna take you to jail today. You're wounded, etc." I said, "I will make a warrant for your arrest," or said, "Or I said I can be an asshole and take you to jail right now." He said, man, uh, we wanted some cigarettes, man. We ran out of cigarettes. We've been out with power uh, for two days. I said, okay. And he, and he said, well, I, I busted the glass on the store. And, and um, I said, well, what the fuck did you bust it with? He said, I busted it with a brick. And, and, and I said, and? He said, well, I reached in, and I was pulling stuff out, and, and I cut my uh, my arm, and, and he he." pull the towel off and look y'all he had like an artery cut i'm surprised the dude wasn't dead i said no i said wrap it back up wrap it back up and wrapped it up and i called for an ambulance got his name got all this information i wasn't gonna fuck with him i had better bigger fish to fry at the time anyway got his name date of birth office id the the ambulance had to come get him etc and i let him take him to the hospital and i ended up cutting a warrant for him a few days later when I had time, you got to remember, this is after a storm, a major storm. Thing that one was Katrina. Just goes to show you the stupidity of people, right? I mean, it, and they didn't even get any cigarettes. He just stole and packs of rolling papers and lighters and anything that he could reach and, and then slices an artery. Uh, another one. Oh, you can tell you what the number one thing is that's stolen during hurricanes. And I mean, if you've ever done this, you are a fucking asshole, 
Okay. And I'm just telling you that because I'm sure somebody out there listening has done this. If you've done this, you are a dick. The number one stolen item after a hurricane, especially a bad storm, is generators. Now, imagine this. You got your family. You know a storm's coming, right? So you go, oh, that's a, when the storm hits the Gulf and they see say it's even coming anywhere near Louisiana, you're not going to be able to find a loaf of bread, bottle of water, all the beer sells out, all the gas sells out, people that have been through it for long enough or that are going to ride it out are going to have a generator. I mean, I've got four freezers full of deer meat and, and, and hog and stuff like that. You, you don't want to lose all everything that's in your freezer, but a, a generator, a decent generator will be powerful enough to run maybe your freezer and one air conditioner and you put your family in that room. I mean, cause shit is hot and, and, you can't sleep the doors and shit open. Look, I was here this past weekend. Mosquitoes have tore my ass up, and they or and, and the bugs and stuff. So you 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 get your shit, you get your all your gas cans, and you go fill them up, and you get your generator ready. You test it, make sure it starts, and you pray for the best, right? You get all your groceries and your beer and your liquor, and your hurt. One of the most famous drinks in New Orleans is called a hurricane, y'all. And that's, and that's hurricanes associated with drinking also. But anyway, the so let's say you have your family all prepared. You got your hurricane snacks, and you are good to go. Storm comes, you lose power. Hotter than fuck. And so you don't want to lose everything in your icebox. Crank up the old trusty generator. Line your gas cans up, you know, you're good to go. Gets dark. About 2 o'clock in the morning, you're sleeping with your little portable window unit that you keep for hurricanes, right? So your family's nice and cool in the room. Everybody's safe. Waiting on the power company to turn the lights back on. And in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, and the generators are loud, too, y'all. I'm sure most of y'all have had experience with them, but generators are loud as fuck. And and in the middle of the night, all of a sudden, everything goes quiet because some asshole has just stolen your generator. And it happens all night long. I guarantee from Hurricane Laura and this Hurricane Delta that just passed through, I guarantee people are out there stealing uh, generators. And if you've done that, you're an asshole. And, and, And there's just... I mean, you're not going to get more than three or $400 for a generator hot on the street anyway, and you might have got away with some cans of gasoline, but you're an asshole because you didn't take the time to prepare or you're doper and you're going out there and that family that's worked for that and is taking, the guy that's taking care of the family or the girl, and in the middle of the night they wake up and you stole their shit. And that's the largest theft thing or item that there is during storms. Uh, and it's really sad. Um, and that it used to really just burn my ass when people did it. And then, look, they don't just steal one. They, they ride around these neighborhoods, and shit, you can hear them from a half mile away. And then they'll go in on foot, and a couple of them grab the generator, a couple of them grab the gas cans, and they run out. Well, shit, by the time you realize and you run outside, you can't see dick anyway. And, you know, it happens, right? One of the other bad things that happens is 
then this is not as funny or what you want to call it. But one of the, one of the most common deaths from the storm or after the storm is carbon monoxide poisoning. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to say names or any towns or whatever, but I've worked it before y'all and people just don't know when maybe first time generator owners or whatever, you've got to set the generator where it's far enough away because the, the exhaust comes off of it. And I've worked it. I've been in a house where five people dead and, and from carbon monoxide poison what they because they didn't ventilate the generator properly. And what's bad about that, or I can't say it's bad, but what sticks out of my mind about those deaths is all the victims are cherry red, like red, red, red. The, the whole body, the skin is red. And I walk in and I see that, I already know it's carbon monoxide poison. I don't know what the, why the body turns red like that. But again, that stuff you deal with from hurricanes, you know, and, and, and I've worked several of those cases and, and they're just absolutely horrible that, uh, you know, when whole families get killed or even anybody dies from them naturally. But I've worked where whole families have gotten killed because of generators and the exhaust. I don't know. I don't know. But hats off to the first responders, hats off to the people working it, hats off to the people who work the aftermath of it. Hurricanes are bad. And the, the people ask me, do I have PTSD about, you know, the bodies and the stuff that I've worked and everything. And I actually don't I have PTSD or, or think anything that really bothers me except for the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina. And I'll get into that next week. And 9-11, but... I'm going to tell you one more and I'll end it. I was, it was a really bad storm and it was like seven o'clock in the morning. We had been called to get off the road. I was the detective on call. I mean, it was a bad one it, and I pulled off on the side of the building. The reason I would do that is, is to get out of the way of the wind and flying objects. But at, at one point, the storm was so bad that my windows, I could feel the pressure build up in my car, my side windows started to move inwards. There was so much pressure and it was hurting my ears. I got down. I thought my windows were going to explode from the pressure of the storm. And they didn't. Um, the 911 calls were stacking up and the trees falling, et cetera. And, and when it calmed down enough to that pressure had moved on and they turned us loose on the road, we had a, a call of, and it was pretty close to me. And I remember responding, responding and it was a trailer at the end of a dead-end street, and it had a huge oak tree fell right dead-ass in the middle of the trailer. And uh, the neighbors said, there, there is a guy in there, and he's not coming out. I know he's in there. They, they He'd been living there for like 20 years. This neighbor said, I'm telling you, he's in there, and we keep calling to him, and he, and he you know, he, he, he's not responding. So break out the chainsaws. The volunteer fire department responds. Other other units respond, and we're trying to cut this tree away, and it's massive, and it's right, and the trailer's like sliced in half, uh, um, and we're, so we're cutting away and and getting to him, and you know hollering for him, and pulling away these big limbs, and then the scene started to show the uh, it was the living room. There was a couch. All this is smashed down to the ground. Living room and a couch. And we could see the guy 
Well, the, 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 actually, the back of the couch was broken down. It's all, everything was pinned down. But we could see the guy in there, and he wasn't responding. So we kept cutting, and then they cut it away enough. I mean, this obviously, he was 10-7. He was dead. I mean, it was like, it was, it was almost like something out of a comic book. He was literally flattened like a pancake. The The tree fell on him and killed him. I mean, shit went into his, his pocket when it got down to the body, and he was just smushed and uh, went in his pocket for his ID, you know, and and to get data birth and stuff like that. And uh, I'll never forget, he had a bag of weed in his pocket. And I was like, oh, man, you won't be getting in trouble for this, right? And so, but, you know, storms happen, shit happens, um, and you never should forget about the people are out there that are really, I mean, they do it every day, the law enforcement does. But on, on those days, they leave their own families, and I did it for so many years, left my own family to go out and take care of other people's families. And uh, hurricanes are just a just a beast. And the, the, uh, even the small storms can make all the tornadoes and, and just a beast. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of real life, real crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on murder by you. Peace. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so that's for sure. You already knows all about you. Cut you down. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Everyone has that one goal. 
That thing they want to prove. Not to other people, but to themselves. Then right when you think you could actually do it, cancer. And that goal is still within reach. I would know. I'm about to run my first ever marathon with my two best friends. Three years after having cancer. At least we look good in these shorts. Woo! Let's get it, guys. You, keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans to learn more.